There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight, of course. Uh, girls, get ready. Sit yourselves down. Start fanning yourself. Uh, start misting yourself. Get your squeegee and your lube because he's here, the very famous Juan. Juan. Juanie. Hey, Mac. Hey, babes. Up there in Radio Land. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Glad to be anywhere. And as you know, I live for this. This is. Wow. It's on my calendar. I have remi- I set reminders for the show, like, you know, maybe 10 reminders before the show starts. Really? So. Yeah, it takes you 10? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, like two a day. Two a day. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's uh, going on over there across the puddle? Um, everybody's getting ready for Halloween. Halloween is big. Huh. I got to go out and buy some candy because I know there'll be kids. There'll be tons of kids. So they, they do. The last, they go door to door. Kind of surprised. They go to do, door to door then, right? Trick or treating. Yeah, they go door to door. And you know what? Here's the funny thing. Last year, okay, I bought a ton of candy because I knew I was going to eat a lot of it. Uh-uh. Kit Kats and Reese's cups oh, and yeah. Hershey's Kisses. Yes, yes. Like I actually have that. Hmm. And um. So we're giving out handfuls to the kids. I lean and I like, yeah, you know, like five pieces of this and three of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. They go, wow. Well, they're used to one piece. <laughs> yeah, they get one. <laughs> That's funny. So listen, to- I said we're Ameri- we're American. We can afford it. We oh, just give you. it out. Yeah. Boom. So hey, did some, uh, some five more pieces because such a good kid. Did some urchin with a uh, you know with a wooden crutch come up to your door and ask you for a goose or something? <laughs> Can I have a piece of candy, sir, please, sir? That's like imagine trick-or-treaters in England. Anyway. And God bless us, everyone. May I have another? Yeah. May I have another? Uh, No cocoa tonight, but uh, down there in uh, West Virginia, uh, National Correspondent Switchblade Steve Ward in the house, as the kids say. Switch. Uh, Is that what the kids say? Well, they used Uh, to. Yes, it's great to be here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, And how are you? I am beyond wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a fan letter today about you, and all they want to know is when's the last time you had your cats flea dipped? Cats what? If you have to ask, the answer is never, I guess. Okay. All right, let's move on. I didn't get it either. Cats what? Flea dipped. They dumped the cat oh, in the flea, di- flea dipped. Yeah, yeah. Flea dipped. I had, okay. I had oh. uh, the house eradicated from fleas last year. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Little, the, the little fur balls uh, brought them in with them, apparently. Yeah. And, oh, okay. uh, wow. I had to come twice. It was just a joke, so. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry, you had fleas. Yep. Uh, you know, full disclosure. Uh, speaking of cats and fleas <laughs> and everything else, in the house, uh, actually in the studio, 
you're the one mechanic, El Ronaldo. Well, hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. And for the record, my cats have never had fleas because they never go outside. Never go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Also, they sleep in my bed. I'll be damned if I'm having oh, fleas in my bed. TMI, TMI. Really, serious. So also here is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. How you doing? See, right away, right away. I'm ready with my Reese's Cups. Rubbing it in. No, the only thing is the thing's already open. What do you mean? Yeah, there's a couple missing. What happened? Yeah, a ghost probably took them. Yeah. Uh, those are probably. Well, anyways, Mac, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to tell you except that I'm doing excellent. Yes. yes and yes. Uh, you know, I some days, you know, I get on the show, I feel better than others. But oh. today, it's 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 all it's different. Am I, I such a positive calmer? I feel really. Hmm. Well, and listen. I think you can relate to it. Well, you know, I, I forget it was whether it was not you really. or Switchy that told me about how you felt after experience when you were a teenager when you used to give yourself enemas. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> How did we get where, from there to there? Where, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, really? I, I, well, because, I don't think I remember I this to, conversation uh, anywhere, not even I, in a fever dream. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to, to, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, that's not for public consumption, but well, it's it for any consumption. It's like a brain enema I had today. Mm. So, you know, so think about you know, how you used to feel uh, okay. when you were a teenager. And, uh, uh, okay. It's unbelievable. Explain so much. Well, let me uh, let me just. I don't want to wreck the mood, but uh, uh, we Wrecked do. Them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Killed them. Hang on, hang on. That was a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. well, all right. Oh, go, Steve. Listen, um, would it would it, it would it would it um, hmm, would it break the mood? Would it um, be a bummer to you, as the kids say, if you knew that a top ten list tonight is top ten reasons why club didn't go out trick or treating this year. <laughs> Does that oh, just you know, does that uh, add to the drawing? I, usually, I, I get I get like uh, switchy now. I fall asleep during the top ten. <laughs> oh wow! So you know it'll go over my head. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, also joining us, believe it or not, I don't blame her. She's in blackout. Uh, I kind of know how she feels. Raven is with us. I favorite good witch up there inside. Was yeah, Raven. How are you? Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Hi, Raven. Hi. So we just say this is a contract dispute and you can only join us audibly? <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> it's just, without you on the screen, it just, it's just, it's know. not right. It's, it's not I right. I hate it. Trust me, I hate it. It was mysterious for 10 seconds and then it's just not right. Correct. Just you know, we put all your have cat a for radio, so that's why we need you on here. <laughs> put your cat on the well, desk and turn the camera on. Radio me now. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Just let your cat sit there and you, you just be behind him and... Yeah. And talk behind she, Yeah, she'll knock my microphone over cool. and then sit on top of my laptop and then cause hmm. chaos. And then go to sleep. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're all here. We have an interesting show tonight, I think. Um, we're going to be joined by our uh, good friend Kim Shea up there in Edmonton, Canada. Um, coming on in a little while, he's going to uh, talk about, you know, this. Um, remember that airliner, that Malaysian airliner that they never, that they never found? I think yeah. it's MH70 right. or something. Uh, there's been something new about that. Someone found it on a um, some kind of a new satellite or something. But it's like I, I don't know the, the details. But it's you know it's, it's very strange. And he you know studies up on. It. He's going to be talking to us about that. Also, Switchy has a uh, report. Switch, correct? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. What's it on? 
Jesus. Um, Sergeant uh, Charles Moody, he hmm. was an Air Force uh, uh, officer, and uh, he was abducted by something, aliens or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow, sounds good. That is a tease. Uh, did you happen to see, anyone happen to see Sven Gulli? Sven Gulli this God- past weekend? Godzilla. Was it good, the original Godzilla? Yes. It was yeah, okay. Raymond Burr. Right. How about the How about the week before? I don't okay. remember. It was Abbott and Costello. Oh, Meet Frankenstein. Meet Frankenstein. And I can remember oh, as a man, kid really? seeing that movie. Oh, I love that. And what the coolest thing about that movie was, even though now you watch Abbott and Costello and they're like, zero funny. They're, they're, they're not funny. But, That's what's funny about it. Yeah, I guess, you know. Uh, depends on how uh, you know stoned you are, apparently. But it had every big monster in it. That was cool. That was cool. It had the werewolf. It had Frankenstein. It had Dracula. I remember even as a little kid saying, wow, this is like this, you know, Justice League of America of monsters, you know, all in this movie. The trifecta. Yeah, it was great. It was such a cool, you know, B movie from the 50s. A lot of fun. And uh, what, was that? what channel was that on? Me, Me TV is Me what TV. it's called. Me TV. Oh, and okay. it's out of Chicago. I wish Randy, they had uh, that over here. A lot, of, a lot of people say, oh, we like the old. I'll tell you, uh, you can get it online, I'm sure. You probably get it on YouTube. You probably go to YouTube and do a search, you know. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty funny show. I mean, there's some parts I gotta admit I zip through, but he has some really good background information on the most obscure horror movies there are. Right. Uh, he just, you know, does a deep dive into it. And there's a lot of rubber chickens being thrown around. He's he's a, he can be a, a turn off after a while. You're yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. shut up and I want to see the movie. Yeah, a little goes long. Because he you know, they'll cut the movie short. To let him do his shtick in the middle, right? And it's like that—that that just aggravates the hell out of me. Less shtick, but you know he is—he's like, a, and he thinks he's a comedian. You think yeah, Evan yeah. Costello on funny? Oh my god, no, he's, he's not funny. He's not funny. <laughs> he's, not, he's been but, doing it for twenty years. He's but he does come up with some obscure stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is know? cool. Uh, so anyway, well, listen, talk about uh, cool and obscure. We do have a top ten list tonight. Raven, do you have the list? I sure do. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. My if, cat is annoying me. If I remember right, um, it is. It's top 10 reasons why club did not go trick-or-treating this year. Top 10 and for reasons. for the listeners, all of the joy just left club's eyes. No. Not yet. No, it left whenever you announced top oh. 10. <laughs> oh, doesn't matter when it comes next. Um, top 10 reasons why club didn't go trick-or-treating this year. Why don't we stop the music right here? And please, Raven, number 10. All right, number 10. He thought it was next week. <laughs> uh, come on. Okay. Happens everyone. Next, please, number nine. Number nine. An awkward encounter many years ago with a woman dressed as a cheerleader scarred him for life. Number nine. How did you know that? <laughs> you, you told us one <laughs> night after, you know, 10 bought lights. Was it in the Corvair? <laughs> was it at the drive-in, at the uh, Medford drive-in in the Corvair? No, it was at the submarine races at Riviera Beach. Oh, <laughs> ah, there you go. Wow. I'll do it every time. Next, please, Raven. Uh, number eight. Why scrounge for candy like a homeless person when you can buy all the Mars bars that you want? Right. Oh, I thought that would get a big left on that one. Okay, next, yeah, please. <laughs> Raven, I'm please. inside. Next. <laughs> okay, number seven. For someone who looks so much like Whitey Bulger to go... I'm sorry. <laughs> For someone who looks so much like Whitey Bulger to go out on Halloween, what are you nuts? <laughs> That's good. Might get two and a half. I have to watch. You know, I have, I have a bodyguard when I yeah. go out with. 
my boss, the Red Sox cat. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. The ghost, the ghost of Whitey Bulge. Next, please, Raven. Number seven. Since everyone switched to plastic razors, the thrill is just gone. <laughs> so that's dark. Um, how do you respond? To I don't know. Like there, wow. there is no response. Next. That's the tough one. <laughs> it melts. One. It melts when you bake um, it in the cookies, right? <laughs> Wow. Next, please, Raven. These are the top 10 reasons why club did not go trick-or-treating this year. Um, number five. Last year's outing with the black-eyed kid got him a night in the Methuen Mall, Methuen Mall Jail. <laughs> the Methuen Mall Jail. Better than the Lawrence Mall Jail. Next, please, Raven. Getting a little too. Number four. Little um, he'd rather be home eating Eye of Newt stew. <laughs> Okay, wow. That's a delicacy this time of year. Next, please, Raven, please. <laughs> Number three. Uh, he was going to go out dressed as Juan Juan, but Max stole his idea. Yeah, that Juan Juan costume is very big. Look at it. I'm wearing it right now. Except the hat, yeah. the glasses. There you go. Right. Except, the, except for the Speedo. There you go. Right, well, you know. You don't have the right tattoos. Some things you don't, you don't want to know. Next, please, Raven. Take it um, from me. Number two. Uh... That nasty restraining order. Wow. Oh. <laughs> which also, one? Yeah, which, <laughs> also very cold. And now the... Go ahead, Raven, please. Uh, the number one reason club didn't go out trick-or-treating this year. Too many f***ing wigs. <laughs> oh. Talking about switching? Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, wow, there you go. And we can... I think, I think we got a laugh out of him there at the end. At the end, yeah, a laugh of relief that it's over. I think he just had some indigestion. Oh, that wasn't really loud. Yeah. Who can tell? Wow. Okay. There we go. Um, and now we. So, what are the top five places uh, to watch the submarine races in your area? In the world? Well, no, no, no in, in your the world. area. Uh, the only one I really knew growing up was Revere Beach, mm -hmm. Wollaston Beach. Mm. Wollaston Beach. Yep. Yeah, Wollaston about, uh, New London, Connecticut. With a real submarine yeah, down. That's yeah, good. that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wollaston yeah, Beach, yeah. Malibu Beach, um, Nantasket sometimes if you really want to take a ride. Because it's basically lots, you know, miles and miles of parking spots up next to the ocean. I mean, that's what you yeah. need, right? In Lowell, it's Pawtucket Boulevard before yeah, I took don't... down all the trees along the... Yeah, along the boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Used to go uh, along the Merrimack River. Used to go there all the time. Yeah. Wow, parking. Too many police around some of those. So we, we got to know... Mm -hmm. Which ones didn't have regular visits, you know, by a cruiser? You know, but, but looking back on it, them. looking back on it, and listen, I shall put the police more than anything, but, you know, I mean, there's a little perv uh, situation there with the cops always busting the kids making out. I mean, come, what, what are they doing yeah. wrong? You know what I mean? They, they tap on the glass with yeah, their yeah, flashlight. Yeah, yeah, scare the crap I, out of I don't know. Hey, How what are you guys doing? Yeah. I had to, you know, I had to find my shots, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, huh? I got well, a funny story about that, but it's definitely Mac after Well, let's go. Material. It's 4810. Go ahead, please. Right. <laughs> One time <laughs> it was in the summer and I had um, what the kids would call, you know, like an <laughs> So like we're friends with benefits type of thing. And um, we went to and um, this cop came up and he knocks on the door and <laughs> so bad. some undressing had already taken place. And let's just say I happened to be wearing a skirt. So I was able to just pop out of the car real quick. And, you know, like because he was like questioning us. And then he, he's like, 
are you here against your will? Like, <laughs> and I was like, I was in my twenties. Like, we were both like in our twenties at this point, and I was just like, I was like, oh no, no, no. And I was like, actually, I'm older than him, so if anything, I'm taking him against his will. Like, You're under arrest. <laughs> oh, this was really, really like so awkward. Wow. And this guy was like, he was cool, and he like let us go and like have our little shenanigans. But it was so, but still, so shenanigans interrupt us. But you know what I mean? I mean, go 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 catch some criminals. You know, don't bust the people. Yeah, the yeah. little cops were a little bit aggressive for a while and sort about. of uh, tapered off. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And when it's so obvious that it's just two kids parking, right. come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I got to say this. If we ever become like a TV show and we start doing kind of like little video vignettes, let's film that one first, okay? Should, should I take yeah. a vote? Right or? there, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's so bad. But like looking back, it's like one of the funniest stories. So like I tell it like and it makes me LOL. Mm. Well, huh? Yeah. No uh, story I have of the cops stopping me did I LOL. It was always a pain. But anyway, listen. My big deal is I always, I always had a Mustang and it's like uh, a with a stick on the floor. Okay. So I had to make sure it's in first gear, which means that the, the knob is closest to the dashboard. Okay. Because if it's. If it's any place else, reverse yes. or even neutral, oh, I see. that damn thing would just get in the way no matter what you're doing. Yes. You've got to try it in a Porsche. <laughs> try it in a Porsche, Al says. <laughs> wow, interesting. Wow. Okay. So you have to be in first gear all the way up. Yeah, all the way up, hmm. all, which is towards the dashboard. Hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but ever think of putting instead of the stick ship, putting some kind of a, you know, as the kids call it, a sex toy up there and maybe just add to the fun? Or is it just, wow. Yeah. Is I that bad? Yeah. I think there's some videos on that online. <laughs> I know it's art somewhere. Wow. Huh. Okay. You know, I got to ask you one other thing about your um, Mustang then. One, one. Very famous now. 656,000 miles on it, right? Six hundred and twenty-seven thousand, and then I had to say goodbye to it. Okay, but it's being rebuilt by someone in your family. It's being rebuilt from the ground up, but you know, I probably won't recognize it when it's done. But mm -hmm. you know, the the uh, the frame was so bad off that he had he had a buy a new frame for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, when you get down, when you get in that, uh, basically the only thing that that's left is the interior and the well, the drivetrain was all good. I mean, yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with the the electricals, the engine clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, around, all that stuff was all good. Well, let me ask. I can ask uh, Uncle Al here a question because he knows. When is a car not a car? Do you know what I mean? I've seen them put together cars with a VIN number and, uh, you know, a couple of little body pieces. Like the dashboard and the silica. You know, or like the spot where on the frame where the VIN number would be etched in. Right, right. Or in the fender well or, yeah, I've seen them take, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar cars and make them out of. Basically nothing. Perhaps, yeah. Well, hmm. okay. you know the, uh, the actually that Bugatti that uh, Ralph Lauren has that the real <laughs> no. excuse me, <laughs> really? his car is like one of three, and I guess I don't know ten years ago or so they found number four in a junkyard in Paris, and I guess back in the day it was a, you know, quite an old car. Back in the day, some physician owned it. Oh yeah, and he him and his uh, mistress tried to beat a train at an intersection and didn't make it. So the, the wife the wife was not happy, so she just had the car hauled off and junked. And they found it about 10 years ago, and all that was left was the, I think they found the engine and part of the frame. Mm. And they realized what it was, and it went to uh, that place in, was it Marblehead? 
Well, no, not that restoration place, yes. that very fancy excuse yeah, me Yeah, the excuse joint? me place. Really? Yeah. And um, they had worked on Ralph Lorenz's car, and they actually brought this uh, gentleman over from Italy to hammer out the aluminum body panels. Yes, yes. And they made frames, and they made you know, bucks to bend the aluminum around to make parts for that. And they That's built the car around from it? Ralph Lorenz's, you know— uh, It's kind of amazing. Ca- you know, cast-offs. And the car's worth millions and millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I beautiful guess, car. I can see why. So, so yeah, and that car is legit. I mean, now the they call it parts were on the railroad tracks. Yeah, right? yeah, they were probably you know scrapped. And did the, the yeah. two people get killed? Jeez. Yeah, I guess they got killed <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Any bone fragments left in there? There wasn't much car left there. Yeah, there was nothing to, nothing to count. <laughs> they got the VIN number though. Listen, before we take our uh, commercial break, we have to go back to Switchy and ask him what everybody is wondering. Switch, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I actually made breakfast this morning. Oh. In, inside the house. Mm-mm. Bad sign. Go ahead. Uh, hot black coffee. Go ahead. Two, two scrambled eggs. Mm, okay. I heated up some corned beef hash. Oh, my. And, getting uh, better. Made, made some toast, yep. white toast with uh, butter. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. I love corned beef hash. I, li- I love that breakfast. But that's a little heavy on the uh, saturated fats, as they say. No? Well, I didn't, have a, I didn't have a lot of corned beef hash. Okay, all right. That's good. All right. Did you, and did you do ketchup with the eggs? Oh, God, really? Uh, you huh. people and your ketchup. No. Oh, yeah. so good. Did you know put, what I do? I make ahead. a little scram, scramby egg, and I put it in a burrito, and then I put ketchup in the bite that I'm taking. So <laughs> I just put it on top oh. of it, bite the ketchup off, and then I put more ketchup on the really? next bite. There's it's, it's, places it's, wow. where ketchup belongs. It's, and by it's, the way, it's definitely a mouthpiece. Yeah. It turns into a garage. <laughs> what? Um, putting ketchup on eggs and stuff is definitely... Uh, like kind of New England. No, I used to. I used to, but uh, that's all you know, I, I do. Away from it. Yeah, no. Catch some about tomato and eggs. Ketchup and eggs. You know, really good. So. Did you see the thing? Well, I found they, this uh, gourmet ketchup here in the UK. Oh, see, just what you mean. What's that all about? It's uh, really, really good because I was avoiding putting ketchup on my chips when I got fish and chips because I'm not really a big ketchup fan. This stuff is to die for. This ketchup. It's, and I don't know why good ketchup has to be in a skinny bottle, but you know you got to get the, open the thing and then pound the hell out of it to get it started. Or nice. Stick a knife up there, you know. But this is really stuff that tastes wonderful. Okay, but what is? It uh, tastes like Heinz right. or something, you know. It's, yeah, it tastes right. really good. Could you eat that? Is it like? Oh, mayo? No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. Alice showing me a picture now of something that Heinz has put together called what is it? Mayo chop. It's a combination mayonnaise oh, and ketchup. Oh. It, it is, they're marketing it. Yuck. I think my wife bought a bottle of it, and it's in my refrigerator, and I looked at it and went, that is so disgusting. It's, yeah, that's kind of vomit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like Thousand Island salad, if, uh, salad dressing, you put the little relish in it, you know, basically. But one, one, what is, what's, what's, what is gourmet ketchup, though? I mean, what, what's a, what can be gourmet it's ketchup? Just, it's, it's just more flavorful. It's not just, uh, you know, Stuff. Liquidy tomatoes. I mean, it's sugar, it's just yeah. good. I mean, if you like if you like a tomato flavor, mm. and if you like ketchup, but you don't like Heinz or no, not not just Heinz, but you, know, you squeeze the bottle, you know, and it's like a dollar ninety nine for a gallon of it. <laughs> this is good stuff. Come on, where I used to work, the the uh, homeless guys used to go into the little restaurants and try to get a cup of hot water, yep. and then they would steal the the ketchup packets and yeah, go baby. outside and. Pour them into the hot water and make tomato soup. Tomato soup. Put a few crackers in there. It's yeah. tomato bisque. Anyway, look, why don't we do this? We're getting hungry now. 
I want to take a commercial break now. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Axe best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney. On sale now on Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. Our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, with a show we have here tonight. But let me introduce very quickly the members of the Posse Girls. He's here, the very famous one one. Hi, Mac. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Okay. It's going to be fun tonight. I, I can feel it. Also, down there in Jackass, West Virginia, is our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. No, no, Jackass is the next town over. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. You're in the area. Great to be here. You're in Lumberjack. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, also with us is that voice you hear is uh, Al Ronaldo, your full mechanic in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. Everything okay? Uh, Sorry, ask you how the bees are. Uh, bees, are bees are doing okay. Yeah, they've been out like crazy hmm. lately. It's it's been warm. You know? That's it. Yeah, yeah, feeding them like crazy and good, good, good. hoping for the best. That's uh, all signs of good luck. Also with us is uh, Willie Club, uh, security chief. Willie getting um, on his usual sugar high. Willie. Hey, Mac. Yeah, I'm already, uh, I've only had one Reese peanut butter cup tonight. Really? I'm already yeah. feeling good. <laughs> feeling good, huh? Okay. Must yeah, have been the extra. Great to be on board tonight. The extra chocolate one or something. But, uh, Raven is also with us. Raven, she's in Blacko, Hi, though. Friends. <laughs> Thanks for having Raven. me. She's part of that actor strike, so we can only hear her, but not see her. <laughs> uh, but um, how are you, Raven? Everything okay? It's okie dokie here. Uh, let's pretend that Halloween has already happened. Did you have a good Halloween? Wonderful. Beyond wonderful, as my friend Steve would say. Wow, wow. There's the tattoo. Okay. It's copyrighted, that term, but you can use it. Is it really? No, I'm taking it. TM. It's mine now. So anyway, uh, while they work that out, uh, our uh, special guest joining us tonight, I'm going to have to clap them in, is our good friend Kim Shea up there in Edmonton, Canada, where everyone is polite. Usually. Usually. Kim, how are you doing, Kim? 
Doing fantastic, yep. Mac. Okay. Just sitting here in the cold of the north and waiting for you guys to get cold. So don't say that. Uh, I, will, I, right. I will cheer when it comes your way. You'll enjoy it. No, no, no. no, no, no. So, so you're up in Edmonton. So how cold is it in, right now there? And give us in. Don't give us uh, that Celsius stuff. 30, about 28. 28 Fahrenheit. degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah. Real, oh, wow, that's cold, that's man. Not bad. It's, uh, that's winter. It's October. Weekend, so. Wow. Yeah, it could be a lot colder, right? Oh, really? Yeah, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's October, I mean, so that, that's really, uh, yeah, okay. And, and and there is snow on the ground there? Is that your white background? Yeah, yeah really, huh? Yeah, we had we had 500 accidents yesterday morning, and oh. people still haven't figured out how to drive in the winter. Wow. But I have a nice little Subaru, WRX. Oh, okay. It gets my wife to work every day. Yes, your wife, Sarah. Usually. Yeah. Yes. Safely, yeah. Usually, or she jumps in the bus. I mean, oh, so, so, she's a so, good girl. But listen, you're <laughs> up in Canada. You're up in Edmonton, Canada. Why don't people know how to drive in the winter? Isn't it winter 10 months a year there? Really? I'm not going to make any too many comments. I think the people that have been here for about 10 years seem to figure it out. It's like kind of like they've been through that punishment and they're not willing to go there. So they do that extra thing. And I mean, you have to spend a little bit more money yes, on your yes. vehicle. You have to get winter tires to really be safely planted. Yes, yes. And if you can afford an all-wheel drive car, Most which people. a lot are today, I mean, yeah, it really helps. And I mean, when you come up here, you'll see everybody's got them. It's just like oh, Yeah, yeah, that's thing. the best way to do it. But yeah, I hate driving <laughs> in the snow. I hate, yep. I don't like driving in the rain either, but what I hate the worst is that kind of pelting mix, icy crap that's always coming down and that's what we get a lot now it's almost like yeah, a, a snow a snowstorm but it's a little bit too warm for it to be snow yeah. so you get that awful kind of freezing drizzle and stuff it's yeah. almost better to have snow but anyway if it's yeah. global warming then we'll all be you know in the 80s so no matter where we are yeah maybe it'll be a beautiful thing yeah uh, so uh, complain <laughs> no 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 I would complain. um so, so kim we're going to talk tonight about um, now, how many years ago did the, the Malaysian flight KH370, was that the name of it? Yeah, Malaysian Airs 370, and so now, uh, Boeing 777. See if I get the uh, timeline. Went down on March 8th, 2014. 2014. I was wondering when the hell it happened. So almost 10 years ago, you know, left down in yeah. Malaysia for a flight to Beijing, China. Um, was some, in Kuala Lumpur just, at about 12.42 a.m. Go ahead. And it was flying to Beijing with a full complement of crew, 14, 12, 12 crew, and about 200 and I think it was 272, 227 passengers. Okay, yep. From 14 nations. And there were a lot of uh, Chinese uh, scientists on there and Chinese kind of bigwigs, okay, which you don't Free really— scale. You don't yeah, really scale semiconductor had now that's a funny story there, Mac, mm-hmm. because the free scale semiconductor issue, which I kind of was trying to find out how many of them were on there. Okay. And I've got a discrepancy between twelve and twenty. And the company said twenty. These are big. But big, you can go read other places said twelve. Yeah. These are big these are corporate executives and people who are very important to the Chinese government because of uh, you know, the industry and the industry's infrastructure and so on. And to lose all those people who are down, whether it's twelve or twenty was a big blow to them, you know, big blow to their economy. You, you'd never hear them admit it. But anyway, so it it, it, it yeah. took off, and then what, what happened? It went up to Vietnam, and then that's kind of the last they saw it on its uh, – Well, it, it certainly – you know, like flight. the contact that it actually had wasn't very long. I think 38 minutes is all they actually had with communications, right? There was an aircraft off Vietnam that tried to contact it mm-hmm. and got some mumbling, some static, and never did get anything else. Okay. Oddly enough, I mean, there's so many strange – 
kind of like, I mean, okay, so nobody could get communication with, so nobody's going to try again for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only Funny. tried twice again with communication. Yep. And then it was all that Immersat and trying to download and, and do what the handshake with the satellite, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. did occur, I guess, according to what their data says. But oddly enough, it doesn't really correlate with a lot of what the stories are about it. So, so basically what they said was this thing kind of took a left turn. It was heading north, but took a left turn and flew over, you know, all those, uh, you know, countries down around the Indonesia and all that stuff. And then got out to the Indian Ocean, they think, yeah. and then went in. Yeah. But they also yeah. said that it was flying a roller coaster flight path. It was going up yeah. and down, up and down. It must have been horrible for the people on board. And then, boom, yeah. goes in. And then they look for it for what? A year? It was a long time. But they've still been looking at it. I think it's Infinity, Ocean Infinity. You had a, I mean, they had it down to where they thought it was and what they can't mm-hmm. find anything. So, okay. So here's Strangely my... enough, there was some debris on Reunion Island mm-hmm. and out in that area. And I mean, they supposedly codified it and said, yep, okay, this is absolutely from that airplane. Some could have thrown it. They were flaperons. They weren't key components of right. the aircraft in any regard. They were just extended edges of the of the wing to help it uh, do its thing when it right. lands and takes off but there's someone could have thrown know. those things there you never know but but here's the strange thing about it. when it happened okay the first thing that came to me was that someone hacked into their flight control someone hacked into their flight computer and took over the yeah. plane just like now they can take over you name it you yeah. know well, that was one of the conspiracies that was involved, right, was the actual, but you know, when you look at that kind of story, it doesn't really pan out, eh, that whole idea of them being able to, it was um, it was an app that didn't really, let's just say, correlate or interface with what is going on in the airplane. It worked mm-hmm. in the sense of being on a somebody's computer and showing, oh yeah, we can do this, but when they investigated it, they didn't find it able to do it. So I'm not sure if that. But I mean, maybe they're just able to do it in some way that we just don't know how they were able to do it. Because some of the things that happened seem to indicate that someone had control of the airplane, but not the pilots. And there was no report of anyone, you know, was in the uh, cockpit or anything like. Well, there was no report of anything. And it, and, and just the fact that it flew this weird, weird. So Course. you know where it flew it, you know where they did all the turns, right? Go ahead. It was Tell right us. around the pilot's name was the Harry Shaw. He was 53. He had 1,836, 65 hours of uh, flight time. Mm-hmm. So and guess where he was from? He was from Penang. And that's where the plane kind of flew around. And they say that he was just looking at his home and waving oh. goodbye to everybody. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's kind of sad. strange, right? Yeah, that that it actually strange. correlated to rate where he was from. And then did turns there. Oh, that is weird. Right. Yeah, that okay. that well, could see that happen. Yep. Oh well. Yeah, it's some, I think you know the conspiracies around it after all these years are just immense. Right? I imagine it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, when we talked, we were mentioning that company there, which is Freescale Semiconductor, which was part of Motorola at oh, one really? time, and mm-hmm. uh, they kind of got into this uh, making semiconductors for hybrid cars. Oh shit! And. Yes. They also work with McLaren F1 just down the road from one. Oh, Florida really? Yes. In the Kurs, hey, in the Kinetic Energy Recovery System on their F1 cars. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, I think the conspiracy around that was Mac was that four of them were inventors and they were involved with an invention and each one had 20%, including the company. <laughs> and that there was an email that went out or somebody, one of those, uh, um, what do they call them again? Poison letters, not poison letters, but yes. those. Uh, 
They never could find a source. But whistleblower. There was no. There was no proof to it. So yeah. Wow. Like, well, if you never hear from the people again, you can make up you know thousands and thousands of conspiracies. Who's going to know what the right one is? You know, it just was very odd. A lot of things happened that were very unusual that night. That almost you know shouldn't have happened in a way. You know, if I don't know, just a lot of things. Well, yeah, like one of them fit. was the actual. We need we need cocoa here, but that Jinda Lee operational radar network that mm -hmm. Australia has, which okay. is uh, basically their. 3,000 kilometer, 1,900 mile range mm -hmm. radar that can see over the horizon. Okay. That can yep. actually, one, one, this thing can see waves, the height of waves. Can see waves. Yeah, uh, guess much? what? On that yeah. night, guess what that radar was doing? It yeah. wasn't working. Of course. Okay. I don't know. Here's is another that a thing. coincidence or is that what? I don't know. It's Here's another thing. Kind of uh, sudden malfunction in, in time with the, uh, yeah. the, the Here, prevails going up in the air, yeah. Okay, here's another yeah, thing. So, all right, how did they find... Um, Remember the remember the um, submersible that went down to the Titanic and sank, right? Yeah. How did they know that it had exploded? They heard it. Yeah, I know, but how did they know that they heard what they it's heard? Sensors, sensors in the oh, U.S. Yeah. Navy. Yeah, the U.S. Navy knows everything. <laughs> the U.S. Navy has every ocean in the world uh, bugged. Okay, they right. have these sensors and these literal microphones that listen, and they listen for Russian submarines. But you know, they are everywhere. They must have known. Where this thing went down, just like they knew that that thing blew up, you know, they must have known, and they never said a word. They don't want to admit how how extensive it is. No, right. I know, but they went on for a year for these people, you know, uh, looking for this thing and all this, you know, yeah. wondering what the hell was going on. And nothing floating. Like nothing if it floating. went in vertically, there would have been a million shreds all floating all over the place, uh, though, which yeah. they would have found within days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. There's always some kind of oil. It's, slick a, it's a really strange. It is a story, very strange story. Hmm. I, I, I guess. The weird one was is that the actual that Intermesat actually made that actual airplane made a handshake with the satellite. What does that mean? Nineteen a.m. So that's like eight hours after it took off. What is that? Is that just like a uh, hello? We're here. This is our uh, location. That type ping. of thing. Yeah, a ping. Hey. Yeah, it ping. Yeah. Says, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all paper too. It's all just a paper kind of printout. It says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, okay, this thing made a contact here and whatever." Then they have to use the math of the satellite speed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you need to be an Einstein. Yeah, to but didn't they uh, hear from these arcs are and where where it actually might be, which they tried to correlate to where it went down. Weren't they uh, also hearing from people's cell phones, you know, much later and stuff like that? Yeah, that, that might have been just well, a story. The only thing I ever heard Mac about that one, there was a couple of weird stories about that one about the guy that actually landed at some airport. Okay, and said he was talking to him. I mean, I no. I never you would know that. that. People, the other one was people phoning the cells and getting them to ring, and then thinking, okay, that means that it's alive, right? Oh. That the phone is still working. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that. It just means that the network is searching yeah. for you know a way to get into that telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that doesn't really work out either. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but. Hmm. That's a strange, I, I, that's very know, strange. That whole thing was just odd. And it went on for so long, you know, went on for a year, really, looking for this thing. Nothing. Still going on, right? So we still going. don't have the whole, I mean, I, I think they basically came to that they had hypoxia, they flew out over the ocean, and they all died. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then they tried to go in because that uh, Zahiri, he had a uh, flight simulator. Yeah, and he and, did a uh, lot they of. went into his flight simulator, and of course, that was one of the other things that he had this whole thing planned and. And that doesn't really work out either. That doesn't pan out, I guess, either. That's not, not just a story like that really 
works out in the sense that uh, he was flying and landing at uh, Garcia Airport or something like that out there, right? Oh, the Diego right? Garcia, yeah. Yeah, Diego Garcia. Well, you know, that is a very top, top secret base that is out in the middle of the uh, Indian Ocean that the U.S. and the British uh, run code jointly. And if you were going to, I'll tell you this, if you were going to try to hide an entire airplane, that would be the one, the only place I could think on Earth and maybe Area 51 yeah. that you could do it. Listen, before we take a commercial break, which is soon, you're going to hang around with us, Kim? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Let me just say that, just tell me, maybe it's the angle of um, the camera. Doesn't he look like Anderson Cooper in a way? Is it me? Is it me? Do you know who Anderson Cooper is? Don't get mad at me for saying that. But he... The children just left. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he looks like Anderson Cooper and David Lynch had a little baby. Well, oh, oh, David Lynch. Raven, I'm going to marry you. Sarah, don't come home. I'm coming there. Yeah, oh, I'm coming in my truck. Oh, no, it has no brakes. Okay. Well, huh. Yikes. Okay, well, listen, on that, why don't we take that commercial break now? We'll be right back after this. You're listening to McMullen's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. One twenty three twenty. All right, can we just take like three minutes, please? All right. Raven, hang around with us. Come on, hang around with us, please. Yeah. Please. She's sick. She just wants to go. She's I know. So okay. I feel like shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, we understand. Oh, got, I was sick for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. You probably didn't yeah, have it's, much. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's just going so much around. Much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop off so okay. I can all right. put aquaphor all over me and lay on my couch. Yeah, yeah. All it's right. Well, oil. Do that. Yeah. Hold, oregano uh, yeah. oil. Uh, what kind of oil? Oregano. Oregano oil. Like, yeah. I'll have a other oregano that's not. Yeah, there oregano, you go. Okay. Yeah, that helps like too. oregano. I love that. Yes, right. Okay. I'm. <laughs> doctor <laughs> you know. says yes. Yes. I will right, we'll see you soon. Right. Okay, Raven. Have a I'll good night. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. See you, Raven. Bye. Nice talking. Okay. okay. That was like 16. Okay. So, that was 16 you know, I, I got doing some research on this thing a little bit, and I kind of got a little bit, uh, I don't know, surprised by what I found, you guys. Well, was there, is there new information about this thing? Yeah. There's something that just came out in the last week here. Kind All right. But I got, I came across to one. Well, I was trying to look that. something up, and uh, I get the hint that something. 40.3. Well, I got all the I got all the HTTP sites where all these are supposed to be come from, and the people and everything. It's like really cropped, really kind of surprised me. And wow, like holy smokes! The um, what this feller is saying and what kind of information came out was, it, and the videos along with it are very. Uh, I don't know what to say. They're like, really? I, I have you seen the video one one? No, you save it for the show. I mean, if you talk about it. I might look it up while you're doing it just to kind of... Yeah, it's really easy to find, actually, because I've got it, you know, I, my name, like if you go into YouTube, and I've got my uh, videos there, I've got a whole bunch of videos for tonight's show. I just put a bunch of stuff that I'm interested in, whatever. Oh, There's okay. a, but the very first one on there is is Lato's show. It's only 16 minutes long, and this it's interview. Oh, is, is it under your name, Kim? It, yeah, it should be my name. Uh, yeah, for sure, K-I-M, and then uh, S-C-H-E-I-E. And this Ashton Forbes at this Just X Ashton, he's got a site that they've been doing this investigation. Supposedly, they've got 100 people working on it. And some of the stuff that he's retrieved and some of the depths he's gone in to actually check, you know, for debunking it, mm -hmm. one one are actually pretty cool. I was like, wow, I don't know what to say about it. I was just kind of like 
taken aback by it all, but I started doing the time references too. And they're kind of like, yeah, they, they correlate, they coalesce or whatever to the, uh, when the, when the airplane actually starts making altitude adjustments and starts, and that's kind of, and then there's also a witness involved, which was a Catherine T who was on a sailboat going from Phuket into someplace into Malaysia. And she actually saw the plane fly right over their head. And it's at the right time and everything. And I guess her story was supposedly they tried to change it for. They didn't want her to say 1840 UTC. Uh, yeah, right? And so she was kind of pressured into changing her story. And hmm. uh, But this gentleman said that he talked to her like well, this would have been a couple yeah, they, weeks ago again. Yeah, they, they... And yeah, she basically said the same thing. So I was like, wow. No, you, don't need, you don't eat as much. And I use them, you know, if I can use them for two or three days and not eat anything. So if they have a sandwich, that's good. But they do make it foggy, you know, two or three hours later, and mm -hmm. you do kind of have this kind of, not a balanced thing, but kind of an unsteady thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's living in Edmonton. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Uh-oh, somebody just showed up. Uh-oh. Oh, hopefully it's your wife. Is it? Sarah showed up. She just got home. Okay, okay. Let's, oh, let's say hi to her. Drag her oh, after me. In a while, we'll like, uh, yeah, maybe she come and say hi to you guys. Okay. Sure. All right. She just got home, but that's we'll okay. All right. Tell her to relax. She'll bring her headphones. Yeah. Get her headphones at work. So. Oh. Anyway. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. All right. So, uh, let's switch. We're going to go to you, okay? Okay. All right. So, uh, why don't we start at 128? Real. Here we go. Five seconds. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Welcome back, everyone, to Macaroni's Military Expo Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. First, girls, you know he's here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. You put ketchup it's on your so far. fish and chips, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, fish and chips five days a week, practically. That's all we need. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Our uh, national, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is with us, Switchy. Uh, great to be here tonight. Okay. What did you have again for breakfast? Remind us. Uh, two scrambled eggs. Yes. Corned beef hash and toast. Oh, that's right. And no ketchup. Ketchup-free. Uh, yeah. Ketchup is, is uh, necessary on some things, but not on eggs. But, 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 but yeah. what do you put on them? <laughs> Nothing? Well, but sometimes I'll, if I have some of that shredded cheese, I'll mix that in there uh, a little bit. But, yeah, you know. cool. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. All right. You know what's good? Hot mango chutney. Yes. Oh. Put that on. Oh, man. That sounds like that raccoon commercial. Come on. <laughs> Mango chutney. <laughs> Mango chutney. I actually never heard of it until I came here. It's good. It's yeah. the the it's Geico good. raccoons did make a commercial about it. It's really nasty. What, wasn't he a spy? Mango chutney. Chutney. It's, it's it's a relish, but it's it's really it's sweet and it's nice. It's, look at uh, look up the commercial. When I hear a, that a Geico commercial. You have to, I just think of Mungo Cherry, the band from the sixties. Anyway. Speaking of the 60s, also here with us. Oh, it's Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, a child of the 60s. There you go, child of the 60s. As Hello, Mac. Out. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Mango, uh, Chutney, and who's it you just said? What was it? Uh, uh, Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry, um, in the summertime, right? In the summertime, yeah, yeah. when the action is hot. Uh, <laughs> speaking about when the action is hot in the summertime, Willie Club is with us as a grid chief. Hey, Mac. Hi, everyone. It's great to see all your faces yes. smiling. Smiling. For so far, very informative. I, I Kim really think so? got me thinking. I, I got a flight next week, but <laughs> may uh, may have to wait on that. Okay. But I wanted to uh, mention, you know, that we talk about ketchup and breakfast. The only thing that I can, you know, have breakfast, a breakfast meal with ketchup on it, are the corn pops. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Corn pops with the 1% milk. Uh, yeah. And you mix it in the, the ketchup with the 1%. No, milk. no, 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 no. no. Wow. <laughs> People no. are usually incarcerated for doing yeah, that. Yeah, that is they should be. No, that's... it cuts the bite out of it. You know, oh, you know, oh, oh, that's, oh. that's nasty, man. That's nasty. <laughs> now, listen, we have a guest here. like it. We're upsetting our guest. Our good friend, <laughs> Kim Shea, up in Edmonton, Canada. Kim, how are you no doing? No sugar, three years. Hey, listen, do you put ketchup in your eggs? No sugar. No sugar whatsoever. There's lots of sugar in ketchup. So that means no? You don't put ketchup on your eggs? No way. Wow, huh? Hmm. You couldn't have said yes just yeah. for us? No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we have It's very cold up there. My, my wife's probably eating some ketchup potato chips right now. Oh, oh see, that's the thing in Canada. Now, um, I'll get a care yeah. package once from... Uh, one of our other Canadian uh, listeners, and there was a big bag of ketchup potato chips in it. Never heard of ketchup potato chips. Never even thought that you would. But there were times, let's face it, you know, if you're eating a hot dog hamburger, you know, the potato chip falls in your ketchup, right? It's It's been hurt. The, well, these are ketchup yeah. potato chips. They were no. really good. They were very... Um, no. uh, it's chips infused with ketchup. Yeah, tasty. We they were. so addicted to potato, yeah. potato chips. We have so many different weird kinds of potato chips. It's like, really? Up there? Yeah, huh? Well, this, <laughs> it's a land chips? of so many varieties. This was good, though. They, and they were addicting. They were just like, oh, man, you know. They were just good. They were very good. Very good. Ketchup, potato chips. So, uh, anyway, um, so you don't put ketchup on your eggs, but you do eat ketchup potato chips, right? No. No. Oh, you I don't, don't like eat them. those either? Oh, I just okay. like plain chips. I just like right. plain chips, just some salt and just plain yeah. chips. Yeah, they're, I like they're, call them crisps. I like the taste here. of them, you know, like potatoes. Oh. I don't know. It's just Are they burnt? I like to like grow to really enjoy potatoes. My friend is a potato head, he's a Polish guy, and he ate <laughs> more potatoes. Yeah. Like, Cape Cod, the best. Cape Cod chips, the best. Yeah, Cape Cod oh, chips I have on that one. Yes. one. I, I we miss that out here, right in the middle of the country, in the middle maybe of the I continent. Can, we get no fish and chips. Maybe I can beg uh, Club to post me, as they say. You know what they ruined box them. Of, uh, everything is sea salt now. Yeah, yes. Like these got sea, sea salt. What's the difference? Yes. What happened to regular salt? What What's the difference? Do? It's passe. It's bad for you. Sea salt is where it's at, man. What's sea salt? It's, you know, it's dry dyne. It's dry dyne. Oh, right. up the, on the desalinating water to drink. So they got to do something with the salt. It's not. No. What? Where, where is it from? It's, it's like a component of something else. But I thought they dehydrate the salt water. And well, the, salt what I read is said that if you think that your, your sea salt is coming directly from the sea, you got another thing Wait, coming. Where's well, well, it coming I from? I have to admit, I haven't salt. done a lot of research, but I was disappointed. Not any healthier. In regular salt. No, I that, so that it's yeah, I don't. it's one of those things. It's like uh, Chilean sea bass. It's not from Chile. It's not from the sea, and it's not really a bass. You know, same thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway, um, switch. Switch has a report for okay. us. So let me put in. Uh, wait a second. Al has uh, an update. Right? I just I just looked it up. And it, and this is by the Mayo Clinic, Mayo. and it says sea salt is a general term for salt produced by evaporation of ocean water Ooh. or water from saltwater lakes. Ooh. Less processed See? than table salt, and retains trace minerals. These minerals add flavor and color. It's available as fine grains or crystals, and is often promoted as being healthier than table salt. They Who knew? Often you know? promoted as. But Club. I'm going to do more research okay. because. That was by the yes. I gave up once I saw that it wasn't from the sea. But, the Sea Salt but, uh, Institute. I, I, what I, the article I read was from Mayo Clinic. I thought of one of them. And, really? 
but uh, I'm wrong for this point, but I'll come back well, and dispute that. This was, I just looked it up in 10 seconds, so I, I, have, yes. I, I make well, a disclaimer. I have no idea if it's the truth. What's that pink salt, uh, the Tibetan Himalayan. pink salt or whatever that's it is? Himalayan. Himalayan. Himalayan, that's it. Did, did you see that, those salt <laughs> that place in, New, in we're, Exeter? We're big fans of yes. that, too. That's kind of cool. In Exeter, New Hampshire, where we are, there are these like salt... Caves or something? Yeah, where so people you go pay. to this business and you pay to go into a salt cave. And, and it's, you yeah. get the private room for I don't know how much an hour. There you go. And, and you can roll around in there naked, I guess, and you're supposed to breathe it and, yeah. and get all of the mm -hmm. uh, good effects of it. I, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap, but you know, I, yeah. I think it would be a funny place to go for. We had to do the show there one time. Sure. Okay. All right. Coco, you would like that. Right. Hey, listen, talk about it ain't cheap. We're going to uh, go to Switchy's uh, bumper here, right here. And now, it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's Report from the Fringe. And Switch, what do you have for us tonight? Well, this comes from an article from uh, UFO Report magazine, November 1978. It was written uh, by Jim and Coral Lorenzen, and they were uh, pioneers in, in UFO research. Uh, they started the Aerial Phenomenal Research Organization. I think uh, Coral Lorenzen started uh, a small organization. I think it was in Wisconsin, but eventually they moved out to uh, Arizona and it became a really big organization where they had a lot of uh, experts, a lot of scientists involved. Now, this this particular case deals with Sergeant Charles L. Moody and uh, his incident took place on August 13th, 1975. He was a Vietnam vet. Uh, he spent 14 years in the U.S. Air Force. And uh, presently, when he had his experience, he was working the swing shift at Holloman Air Force Base. He, he got off work at 1130 p.m. and uh, went home and changed and headed out to the desert because there was a, uh, a uh, meteor shower taking place that night. And uh, it stated that uh, 1 p.m. is the would be the peak uh, time for viewing. So he's out there in the middle of nowhere in his car. He's uh, he's actually uh, sitting on the bumper of his car, his front bumper. And not seeing too much in the way of meteors, but suddenly a huge metallic disc-shaped object just sort of drops out of the sky. And it was slightly luminous. Um, it was about uh, 300 feet away from him when he saw it. And it was uh, approximately 50 feet long, maybe 20 feet wide. Uh, and it came to about 15 to 20 feet off the ground. Well, it started to move toward him. And... Uh, he decided he didn't want any part of this. So he jumped into his car and, and turned the key and the car was just absolutely dead. It didn't even click. And uh, now later, uh, later on, he would uh, start to remember more and more what happened. But at this point in time, he uh, didn't realize he had missing time. He saw the craft leave. Well, actually, before before that, he did see shadowy figures moving around in, in the windows of this thing. So uh, he kept trying to start his car. It didn't work. Uh, eventually, this thing left. And to him, it didn't seem like much time went by. And uh, uh, then he was able to start his car, and he got the hell out of there. Well, when he got home, he was even more upset because the last time he checked his watch, it was 1.15 a.m. And when he got home, it was more like 3 o'clock. So he had this this vast amount of missing time he couldn't account for. But like I say, now, after uh, uh, he wrote, wrote a couple letters to Jim and Coral Lorenzen, and also uh, Jim Lorenzen did an interview with him. So it, we were able to put together 
the events and, and what actually happened to him. Now, when he uh, the, this is what he didn't remember. The, the, these entities actually uh, came out of the craft toward the car and came right up to his car. Uh, their heads, they, they were about five feet tall. Their heads were a little larger than ours, uh, completely hairless, small ears, eyes a little larger than ours, uh, small nose, kind of a slit for a mouth. Not exactly uh, gray, although they were kind of a, a pale gray, kind of a white grayish color. Um, and, and again, this is before the advent of the grays when they really seemed to kind of take over. Now, also, uh, Jim Lorenzen said that they sounded very similar to the aliens or whatever they were that Travis Walton encountered that same year in uh, in Arizona. Um, so they, they approached the car and Moody goes into action. He, he slams the door open. He slams the door into one of these things, jumps out punches another one in the face, <laughs> not, not cooperating very, very well with the, these guys. And then all of a sudden he can't move. He's completely paralyzed. Next thing he knows, he wakes up and he is, this, this is classic. He's on some kind of a slab in a room in this, apparently this, this craft or spaceship. Um, now his first impulse was, was to get up and hit one of these guys again. He's, he's really freaking out. And then these, these, uh, this one that he, he calls the leader uh, starts communicating with him, but his lips aren't moving. And again, again it's, it's a classic. Uh, they're communicating by uh, mental telepathy. And basically he's, he's saying to him, if he will calm down and won't strike out, they will, uh, you know, lift the uh, paralysis from him. So uh, he was, he was starting to calm down and he agreed and it had, it had some kind of device they aimed at, at his back. And he was uh, began to be able to use his limbs again. So, uh, he, again, he's feeling more comfortable. Uh, the the freak-out factor, the fear factor is is ebbing. And uh, this, this, this being addresses Moody in terms of, he calls him my child or, or my son. And then Moody's curiosity takes over. He wants to, he asks if he can see their propulsion unit. And so he gets a tour of the of this of the ship. He describes it as sort of uh, three convex uh, portions arranged in a triangle. Uh, part of the formation was transparent, and in this just transparent area, he could see what looked like large diamonds or crystals or something. Uh, it sounds to me like a Rube Goldberg contraption. Uh, and he uh, he began to be worried about the uh, alien who he smashed in the face. And so he asked him, and he was told, "Don't worry about it." Um, now, the, the message that he gets is is just uh, again, it's classic. We get these same patterns over and over again. Uh, they they said that they were one of several groups studying uh, the Earth, studying us, and uh, and then here comes the standard uh, the standard line. Um, this this incident took place in 1975. Moody was told that one of the alien groups would make themselves known to mankind. And that would uh, in, in three years. And that, of course, was 1978. Huh. I don't remember any alien groups making themselves known huh. to us. And yeah. they said after 20 years, there would be even closer contact, which would have been 1998. Again, the, the alien messages are uh, seem to be consistently deceptive. And, and one wonders, can you believe anything that they, they tell you, even that they're they are from off world. Maybe that's not even true. Uh, he said that there was some weird discrepancies. He had been in this, this craft uh, 
there were, he had been in two very large rooms, and he couldn't reconcile how they could be inside the craft that he saw from the outside. It sounds like one of the old Popeye cartoons, you know, oh. with the, the tent and the desert. I'll and say look, that. Look inside, and there's this huge palace yeah, 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 there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, but... Uh, yeah, that's cool. So, now, so can I ask a question, go, go ahead. though, real quick? And this reminds me of another story we did, uh, that you did, um, about a month ago or so. And we were talking about how people were receiving... Let's say communications from people, you know, off this world. Let's say, but they seem to be uh, deliberately deceptive, in the you know feeding kind of false information in the same way that spy double agent spies do, you know, during wartime. You know, and and I'm just I'm just kind of curious about that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like um, you know, on the same. I don't know, level of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Why, I mean, why would they do it? We know why double agents do it, to screw up the enemy, okay? Dr. To believe stuff, you know, that they think is real, you know, but is false. So why would they do that to us just to, know what I mean, Switch? We, we really don't know what they are, you know, and, when, and we can, really can't trust anything they tell us. Uh, one other thing I didn't mention, they, they didn't walk to the car. They sort of glided. Hmm. So... You get uh, you get these experiences where there are certain patterns to keep showing up, but there's always differences. You know, there's always uh, Im- implying that uh, if these are are real objective experiences, there are hundreds and hundreds of uh, these groups coming to to probe us and to uh-uh. mess with us. Uh-uh. Um, now he was uh, at one point Moody was uh, shipped overseas, and. Uh, uh, by, the, by the way, he was told that they would meet again. I don't think they ever did. Um, he was uh, uh, there was a psychological stress evaluator there uh, named Charles McQuiston, and he uh, he checked him out and uh, he believed that Moody was telling the truth as he knew it. The Lorenzans also felt that Moody was very truthful, so they, it suggests that he he had a real experience at least. You know, it's it's possible he could have even been in some kind of a trance. Uh, John Keel suggested that some of these experiences might, you know, be where people just go into a trance. There's the the classic case of uh, Anne Jeffries from the 1600s who uh, had these these really detailed encounters with the elementals, with the fairies. But she didn't leave her room when all these experiences happened. And they seem to be something, you know, a step away from just a dream. Hmm. Um, Now, and he, he also, he broke out in some kind of a rash for a while, too. Uh-oh. So there was like a physical component. Yeah, let's not let's not go there. Glad um, yeah, okay. But, you know, the experience would, would seem to be real to Moody. Uh, and, and some of the patterns, you know, you get the, the typical tour of the ship. Uh, you, yep. you get the, uh, uh, well, we're here to do this. Uh, we're, we're peaceful. We want to help mankind and, and all this. And we will see you again. And then the... The two uh, times of disclosure, which was going to be three years and then twenty years, just evaporated. Like so many uh, other cases we, we we see where and people really get get pulled into this because sometimes they get predictions that come true, and then uh, so they're they they bought it hook line and sinker, uh, and uh, and then the big one you know the aliens are going to come and land on the hill get your people together mm. we're going to the, the the believers the true believers we're going to save. Mm before the world ends and of course the world doesn't end and the sometimes the person uh his life is ruined and lose their job and so forth so it's uh i guess if there's a a uh 
uh, a motto to this story or, or something to, to uh, you want to learn from. Moral. Don't trust the messages. No, it's right. the same thing. We were, not too long ago, we talked about some of the channeling messages, which are very deceptive, where mm -hmm. you get the mixture of some things that are verifiable and other things that are total nonsense. So it's uh, it's almost like, uh, Mac, it's almost like the trickster uh, yeah, right. uh, archetype yes. Yes, is yes. alive and well in some of these things. We're being messed with. Being messed with, right? But this, oh, I'm having, this is a news flash here. Oh, okay, all right. Let's let's, let's talk about that at the break, okay? <laughs> wow. Huh? The it, the the question is is let's say I mean for whatever reasons why why do I mean tricksters are something that have you know been around for years and years and years and they're trying to you know tell you disinformation and so on. But the idea is that you know why 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 do they want to trick you why do they want to give you disinformation to to i mean it's usually to distract you from seeing something else right maybe it's looking for faith for faith well, it's, it's almost like it's built into the uh i don't know the uh the uh, lower part of the subconscious the id mm -hmm. uh the, the part you can't trust yes. um I don't know. It may, it may be just a kind of a, a natural part of our uh, of that collective consciousness mm -hmm. that we're all part of. Yeah. Um, but it it doesn't uh, it doesn't seem to make any sense. And the, the only thing I can say is that it's important to collect these reports. Try to try to you know be uh, try to verify the witness uh, uh, their credibility as much as possible, mm -hmm. and then look at uh, the patterns and the connections and the parallels and and see if there's anything mm -hmm. we can derive from that. Wow, huh? So, um, well, thank you, Switchy, for that. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a very, very quick commercial break now. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Excellence Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopar Test Range? or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle. Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Wow, what a show this is. Uh, let me first quickly introduce members of the posse. JJ's here, girls. Hey, Mac. How's it going? Also, uh, Switchblade Steve Ward with us, Switchy. Great to be here. Willie Club. 
our security chief. I'm also feeling great to be here. Yeah, that's where all Learning the a lot tonight. Yeah, all I'm the sure. candy of like it. Okay. Uh, also, well, your full mechanic Al Ronaldo in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. And our special guest up there from Edmonton, Canada, where there's already snow and it's miserable. Not the people, just the conditions. So good for him. <laughs> good friend, Kim Shea. Kim, how you doing? Honored. Honored, sir. Yes. Really? Yeah, really honored. Too much fun. Too much fun. Can you ever I don't have know why too much you pick fun? me, but this is it's, it's fun for me, I'll tell you. This just uh, adds a real highlight to my uh, oh, probably year. Year? <laughs> because <laughs> you're yeah. wonderful as our neighbor to the you, north. You, you give us credibility. Let's go up in. Yeah, right. Exactly. We should go rescue him. You guys got a great show. Too well, much fun. Look at how problem. many people we have from the Empire. We got we got Kim from Canada. Oh, Canada. Go ahead. Da, 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 da. That's the only only words I know from the anthem. And you got us here in the UK. Yes. We have a lot of a lot of listeners in Canada and a lot of listeners in the UK. And what's what's yeah. what's bad That's about awesome. it? What's bad about it, if you really want to know, the story behind the story is when we send out the swag and stuff, you know, typically to send out the swag to someone in the US is, you know, probably about two fifty or something. <laughs> you know, I mean it, it's lightweight stuff. It's it's barcoasters. <laughs> To send it to Canada or England, it's like, you know, 85-17 or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy right. I agree with you. It, it, it's, Absolutely. It's, just a, it's a write-off, Mac. It's a write-off. Yeah, it's a write-off. I understand. But, gee, wow. It's a lot, you know, I'd rather well, have the money in my pocket. Well, so what, what you should do is, like, send JJ a bunch of stuff and have him on stock and have, yeah, have yeah. someone in Canada. You bring up, send him a bunch. And then when you need it dispersed— He's They'll drop ship it for you. They can just you know, they'll locally he, drop it. He's a busy guy. I don't want to. I don't want to interfere with his, you know, day to day. He's delivered personally. That would that would be a big. Uh, uh, it'd be cheaper. Oh, no. Be cheaper to just bring it all over in the plane and distribute it. But anyway, half of ours just gets stuck in customs because they, they, they yeah, were all oh. a bunch of terrorists or something. They were trying right. to import it, yeah. something. The forms. I, don't know what. I was surprised that when Cobra sent me those four packages of Oreos. Like family family pack four varieties, right? Food, yes. Uh, you know, it made it in like eight days. It, usually, things spend spend a week in customs as they go through yeah. it with a fine tooth comb. But it I've, did it. Did it was it, it like inspected by the uh, Department of Agriculture or anything like that? Well, I I thought it would be, but yeah, the, me too. the box didn't look like it was opened or even really examined. But I know it went through customs. Yeah, a number of years ago, oh. my wife and I drove up into Canada in a huge a big three-quarter ton diesel pickup truck with a hard cover on the back and we, we it was her and i and like a suitcase and we went we left the united states we get to customs you know they they check your paperwork they don't even ask to look in the back of the truck really? you now again this is a heavy duty three-quarter ton i could i can put a ton in the back of that truck okay. and it doesn't even sit on the springs go ahead go ahead so we go we go up there we do our thing. We go up to Niagara Falls. We go up around, you know. This is going in. They didn't say right okay. on the way back. <laughs> I know the end. We of cross the bridge. <laughs> yes. And when you get to the when you get to the border to come back in the United States, the lane you pull up in is actually tilted toward the guy looking in your truck, you know, the vehicle. Oh, so he can, have so he can look. Well, he can look in. Those and Americans. And so they said, uh, you know, where'd you go? Oh, we went to Niagara Falls. Did you go anywhere else? Yeah, we we made it. You know, rode around the area. We checked out some stuff. It's a big amusement park up there. You know, blah blah blah. So they go. Hey, how long are you here? Yeah, did you buy? Yeah. You bring anything back? Nope, nothing. Yes. Uh, okay, have a nice day. Really? Now, I mean, maybe they they were weighing the truck too as we sat there. Yes. 
I have no idea. But like I said, they never even said, would you open the back? It's an eight-foot-long pickup truck That's bed. amazing. That you could, man, yeah. you could have put a Must lot of stuff in there. innocent face. Let me tell you my story, okay? Way back in the hippie days, we had a Volkswagen bus, yeah. okay? He was a merry prankster. <laughs> and and it was fun. It was fun. You know, it was like one of the summers of, of love, if you can remember back Dude. then. So we right. drove, uh, me and a buddy of mine, drove up to... Sherwood, Canada, I think it is. Is it Sherwood? It's kind of Sherbrooke, right, Sherbrooke, Canada, right? Right, kind of across the border. Now we're we're hippies and we're in a van. And when they saw us going across the Canadian border, the guy is literally out there waving us on, waving us on. You know, just go with, hey, hey, welcome to Canada. Shoot, right, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, just on the highway. Those were the days. There was no unbelievable. <laughs> So we'll go back, no doubt. <laughs> coming back, coming back, we say, well, look, yeah, you know, and we didn't have anything on us. We didn't. We sure looked like we did, though. And we're going down. It's, it's almost like a side street. It's like Route 1A or something. It's not a big street in the middle of the forest. And we come upon this enormous U.S. Customs thing, Taj Mahal of U.S. Customs places. And they see us and they just say, over here, over here, over here. You know, they pull us over. And they go, um, and they put it. They put the scale. Uh, they put the, the the thing on a scale on scales. Now they made us take all the stuff out. They they just take sleeping bags, tents, all that stuff out. And then they weigh, they weigh it. You know, and if there's a couple of pounds extra, they're going to pull the car apart looking for weed, basically, right? So it took them a long time to do it. And then they, yeah, they weigh it. But they don't ever say to you, "Okay, you're good." You know, it's just like, uh, "Okay, you can go." And we said to them, "Aren't you going to put the stuff back in for us?" Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They were in the mood. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It was completely different. And I said, man, as far as PR is concerned, jeez, you know what I mean? The welcoming faces. And they were armed and stuff. And there was oh, yeah, a lot of playing then, guns. And this is way before 9 11 or anything like well, that. So I worked with this. It's intimidating. Very, it's very intimidating. intimidating. Yeah. Your guys are intimidating. Yeah. Look, we drive across over at Sweetgrass. Going up into Montana, back in the days when the roads used to be have no speed limit. Mm-hmm. So we used to go up there with our motorcycles and rip around. But I mean, you know, normally it was okay. Motorbikes, you don't really get hassled because you can't carry too much. So they, I think they just figure out, yeah, you know, you got nothing there. Yeah, right, yeah, see yeah. You later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had, had been ripped apart. Another time, I too. a border crossing story. Oh, go ahead, please. Okay, this uh, didn't happen to me, but it happened to my uh, the guy who would be my future brother-in-law and some other friends. Okay. Yeah. This is this is way back before you know he had to have a birth certificate or, or passport. Uh, this would be in the seventies, and uh, it was used to be something I think they call them pop rocks, you know, the candy that kind oh, yeah. of yeah. pops in your mouth. Yeah, back in those days, they couldn't get it in in, in at least in, in Michigan. They uh, had it was called cosmic candy, so they actually made a trip across on, on the Ambassador Bridge to to Windsor to buy cosmic candy. Oh my god! So when they came back. You know, for the and you know the guy says, "How long have you been in Canada?" They didn't have a plan, so it, it, everything's quiet for a minute. And one of them says, "About a half hour." And he said, "What was the purpose of your visit?" And Nick, who looked a little bit like a stoner, uh, does this and he says, "Recreation." Oh no! So no! No! They, no! They pull no! Over, they rip in the car apart. They're yeah! Yeah! The seats yeah! Out and everything. Now, now, Flash is the guy who, who has the car. They have him open his trunk. In the trunk is a box wrapped in brown paper with string. Cool. And this guy thinks he's excellent. Got him. He hauls out this giant butcher knife, cuts the string, opens it up. 
And all it is is a Tupperware container that was to be a gift for somebody. <laughs> so this guy took, completely took the wind out of his sails. He thought he had a bunch of Yanks that are going to be thrown in prison yeah, yeah. for 20 years. Oh, that's fine. But that was, uh, I was glad that I wasn't there on the cosmic uh, candy trip. Any story, Frigo Seal, Frigo Seal. Any story that starts with, any story that starts with, uh, you remember what Pop Rocks were? You know, yeah, it's not going to go problem. good. Right? Uh, I, I knew a, ch a gentleman who was a um, Chinese American who worked at a Chinese restaurant. His name was actually was his first name was Wing. So anyway, um, Wing was getting married, and his buddies decided to take him to Canada for this bachelor party. So. One of them rented a van okay. that held like 12 or 14 people. Is this a joke? No, no, it's dead uh -huh. serious. Okay. Right. So he, he, the guy driving was Irish, oh. right? He was the only Irishman in the, in the restaurant that they worked at. It was a big Chinese restaurant. And he had like 14 Chinese guys in the back. Ahead. They went up into Canada. They had a grand time. On the way back, they hit customs. The custom guy walks out. He sees an Irish guy driving. And the whole... Thing is full of Chinese guys. He's like, I there's something definitely wrong here, Paul. <laughs> Go and drive in that, that garage door. And, and of course, you know, they were being funny and they, were, they, they wouldn't talk English. So they're all talking in a Chinese dialect. And Go ahead. The, the poor Irish guy was losing his mind because he figured he's the one going to jail for, for importing illegals or something. Okay, But sure. they had a great time. They, they said it was the funniest That's thing. That's all it counts, yeah. <laughs> you know, wow, I could just imagine seeing the van load of them, you know. Okay, we're probably going to cut that out, folks, but <laughs> just pretend to laugh at something else. Nothing real bad about it. Wow, we, huh? Yeah, well, you know, another time we, we took the train to, to Canada, right? Took the train to Montreal, I guess. Uh, from funny. Boston. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Canadian officials, they, they stop the train at the border and they just kind of walk through. They're friendly, nice uniforms. Yeah. You know, they're just friendly. They're just, yeah, okay, everything's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get off the train. That was it. Coming back once again, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like special forces guys. It's like oh, spot yeah. guys. And one guy comes in, now get this. So we're traveling with these friends, right? And one of the friends has a seven year old kid. That's a while ago. And, uh, you know, they, the the SWAT team comes through and they they look at me and the kid and his mother and stuff and said, uh, um, "What do you do for a living?" And before the kid, you know, he asked my name before the kid before I can really you know explain it. Uh, the kid goes, "He's a writer. He's a famous writer. His name, you know." And I'm like, Shh, "You know, cool, man, come on." And he goes, "No, he is. Yeah, his name is uh, Mac Maloney, right?" And the guy looks at me in the eye and goes, "Never heard of you." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doesn't read. But welcome to America. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. So anyway, yeah, it, it could be friendly. It could be a lot friendlier and just a lot. You don't have to put on the tood because they're our favorite allies to the north. I mean, gee whiz, you can't they treat them right. Open. I heard it's kind of whatever. Mm. I like it way it used to be too, Mac. Where you know, you just flipped open your driver's license and yeah, come on in. But yep. not yeah. anymore. Yeah, huh, that sucks. So anyway, let's get a passport in this country can take you nine years. Oh yeah, that, here is true too. I don't have a passport. I don't need one. But boy, someone who needs one in a hurry, you're gonna have. Yeah. Don't didn't you have problems there, wanting when you were going over there? Didn't you have to wait a long time to get the clearance or something? Uh, to to get here, no. As a matter of fact, it was so weird. We we hit the had the the border person there and in, in her, at her desk, and for some reason we're the only ones there. And I'm going, wow, we just got off British Airways and we got. A, a ton of suitcases, mm. and uh, the guy who from British Airways was helping us uh, 
get the hell into the airport and then get our ride home. Hmm. Uh, says, give me your passports and I'll help you out with this. We go see the border person. And she says, hey, how long are you going to be here? We said, no, we're just visiting. I don't know. We're going to, maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. We're just visiting for America. So I figured, I look at the line of customs. It was like, you know, maybe 10 people at customs. Yes, so yes. We got all these suitcases. Jeez, we're going to be, we didn't even have to go through customs. I don't know. This guy did something. No, no matter the soul. said something. No and one, we didn't have to go through customs. I don't know why. No to wonder there's day, so many drugs in England. Come that's on. the way ours is now, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. This is in the UK where they say they're pains in the asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Heathrow. Yep. Hey, listen. So we expected and it was late. We're, de- we're dead tired. We're really. We're gonna, oh, we're, man. We're a wreck. We're going to talk about the airlines. Ben, ben Guren in Tel Aviv. And I mean, talk about going through a whole bunch of sensors. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Over and there, you're going to understand that, it. You know? I think that's probably like. A lot of places that you don't even know you're being sniffed or checked or, or x-rayed. There was a guy, not not to get real deep into it, we're going to go back to airliners here in a second, but there was a guy about two or three years ago who tried to shoot somebody at the you know LL counter at Ben-Gurion Airport, okay? Oof. Okay, now think about trying to do that, all right? He was yeah. shot dead in like two seconds by three plainclothes people who just oh. happened to be in the crowd, I mean, you know, Ooh. half the people there are probably, you know, security people, right? But that's you know, that's the way they get a little. But anyway, uh, I don't have a lot of experience with that kind of stuff. But I mean, that is the most secured airport I've ever. It been has to be, in my yeah, life. yeah, yeah. I'll bet. But here's here's the thing. Okay, talk about Irish. Okay, club. You'll you'll appreciate this. Ever hear of Ryan Air? It's an Irish airline. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. a low cost. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they had the guy on who runs Ryan Air. I saw an interview with him. Yeah, his name is Patty, you know, McDermott, who the hell knows, right? <laughs> and he's a typical Irish guy, but he's an Irish guy with money, okay, which is really kind of dangerous. So this is what this guy wants to do. When I heard it, I thought of one one. So, <laughs> nice. so, so it's a, lo- a lot of it is localized, um, you know, flying around, okay, you know, from Ireland to England, or from you know, a lot of it, and they do overseas, but a lot of it is kind of localized. One one and a half hour trips. They want to have standing room, standing room on the airlines, okay? Instead of getting a seat, <laughs> you just stand like on the uh, subway, okay, and, and hang on. Uh, and there's a bar there, so you'd be able to kind of stand at the bar for the entire oh, trip. That's okay. And, nice. hey, for, for, and it's, it's, they said, that's is better. it safe? Uh, you know, you know, it's not safer, not safer than any other place. But, yeah, he was a funny guy. He was, he was, kind, of, he was kind of a wise guy, too. What was the, you know, the, the flight you could take? To uh, the New York, uh, you know, shuttle. Oh, so the shuttle. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they had a bar on one of those, you could stand up and yeah. and belly up to a bar to go to New York. For, I mean, I would have been there in a minute. I flew from uh, Albany, <laughs> Albany to Boston once in 28 minutes. It 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 um, the bar cot never got to me. That's how that's how quick it was. It was just it was amazing. So uh, anyway, so listen, talking about airlines. So get back to this MH370, which is this Malaysian airliner. That just literally disappeared in 2014, and there's been tons and tons of conspiracy uh, theories about it, and there should be because it just ended so strange, and just has so many loose ends. I mean, you could just go on and on about it. But we uh, we just heard about uh, a little bit uh, while ago that they did find some pieces, some kind of random pieces uh, that could be from an airplane um, similar to this plane, and they did guess, I guess, uh, you know, search back and find out that these. Pots were apparently on the plane, but only a few of them. And as we talked about before, if this thing went straight in, like people said they did, 
that it did. There'd be, ton, there'd be like square miles of uh, debris, and there hasn't been. So now what's this report? Kim, I'm going to ask you, what's the report with – yeah, you know, there are barnacles on the on the wreckage they found that only come from a certain part of the ocean. Oh, that yeah, that, well, that was yeah, that's right. There was barnacles found on some of the wreckage, wasn't there? What, what was that report? Where's, that is, uh, uh, Al knows. It's saying. Yeah, uh, tell us, Al. September first. Uh, this article was written this in year? 2023, so this is okay. fairly new. Our a rehash yeah. of it, fairly new. Well, what's the uh, location where the barnacles were from? Um, let's say? see. I was right see, on the spot. I'm here. looking at it right here. Um, they could go through all this stuff. Uh, this stuff washed ashore on Reunion Island in 2015, covered with yeah. the barnacle lepus anaferia. Oh, that those. Caught, uh, an associate professor of geo studies thinking. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, covered in barnacles, began sending emails uh, to search investigators. Uh, I knew the geochemistry of the shells could provide clues to the crash location. He's published a study hmm. saying layers of barnacles offer chemistry to determine the, the temperature of water where the layers were formed hmm. and uh, try to find a partial drift path. So they haven't found yeah. it yet? They're still looking? They're still looking, but this is something else that now they're looking into because the shells of the barnacles right. uh, have information in, in them that, okay. you know, the water temperature records. Well, they found modeling. a suitcase, too, that uh, supposedly was washed up, but the guy didn't turn it over for quite a while. Because but I guess he didn't think it would meant anything or something. I'm yeah, not why sure would anyone think that? Really. Same, Al, same area too, Reunion Islands. Al, I should say that uh, that computer would work, you know, probably more quicker if it took the porn off at once. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's no porn on this. Yeah, that's what they all say. This is my home computer. <laughs> okay, one of two. <laughs> I, I use a Mac for oh, anything else. Okay, <laughs> stupid man. This is a Chromebook. This, this is, is you know. okay. So listen, we have about uh, ten minutes left. Okay, and I'm going to throw this to uh, everybody, but I'll throw it to Kim first. Of all the things, now we were all interested in the same thing. We uh, get emails back and forth all the time. Very odd things that you're able to point out. What's the strangest thing that has happened to you? I know that you had some experience where someone you know went down, you know, found someone's wallet in Mexico, and it turned out to be a. That's my sister. Yeah, yeah. Tell that story. I've had the. I don't know. I think we've all talked about coincidences, but I could write a book on them. But go ahead. I've had the strangest coincidences that have occurred to me starting right when I was young, which I didn't really realize until later on that this isn't kind of normal, right? Yes, yes. But I think I told you the story about being, I was in actually in Jerusalem, wandering around and getting kind of scared. It's getting dark out and I'm like getting freaked and there's balaclava dudes around and I'm like, ah, and I'm with this girl and she's freaking out and we're wandering around trying to find the east exit of Jerusalem, old Jerusalem. And around the corner comes this guy in his uh, robes, like a, a pas- uh, those uh, a monk, little pastor, you know, with yeah, the yes. brown and a belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He walks up to me with a Coleman light lantern and starts talking to me. <laughs> and I mean, cut to the chase, he just kind of points the right way. And then he looks at me, he goes, where are you from? And I tell him I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He goes, oh, yeah, I run the church there <laughs> in uh, Castle Downs. <laughs> Come on, go, what are the, the chances? Across from the rec center I work at. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Wow. I'm, I, the girl that was with me, like, she didn't believe. What are the she chances? Believe, that's a ghost. What are the that chances of something like that, though, you know? I mean, the chances are just astronomical that you would run into him at the exact same time that you yeah. needed. Like so, but tell the story about oh, your man. sister, though, your sister. Yeah, my sister found. So that one was where 
her cousin, my cousin found a passport in Mexico with her name in it, which was a U.S. one, which was from this other, like, our, as you know, Mac, our name isn't really out there very much. I mean, it's everybody that's got my last name is basically related to yeah. me in North America. Yes, yes. Uh, and I got an uncle buried in Arlington. Anyway, and uh, she finds this passport and it's like, oh, and then she gets a hold of my sister and goes, yeah, you lost your passport? How's that? And it turns out it wasn't hers, and but it was a girl that almost looked like her that was from down in Alaska. And had the same name. And, and there was a, I can't pull out, there was something else about it that was really strange, but it was, I think it was the location. But hmm. yeah, it's all just kind of like, really. There was yeah. a story um, about a guy who was uh, testing out a new car. And after he got through testing out, he realized he had lost his wallet. Okay. And he called the dealership and stuff, can you look for it, can't find it, can't find it, so on. Like four years later, he's moving, you know, houses, and he's driving a um, big Hertz truck, and for some reason he reaches underneath the uh, the seat, and it was his wallet. Now, think of the, uh, think, uh, uh, you know, that, that it's impossible for that to have just happened. There has to be some matrix Something he's messing with us, you know. Right. Just I mean, somebody, something's messing with us. It reminds me of that forgotten show. That I mean, think about that. Where you know somebody's watching us. I don't. Know. Wait a minute. He forgot his wallet. He, lo he lost his wallet. Up he lost his wallet. Random rental truck. Yeah, he, he lost his wallet uh, test driving a car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then when he realized he lost his wallet, he called the dealership and stuff. And they said we can't find it. We've looked through the car, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he just, okay, it's gone. Four years later, he's he rents a random U-Haul truck, reaches under the seat, oh, wow. and it, and his wallet, it's his wallet. Wow. Yeah. How, I mean, that's, I mean it, there's no way that, that can be random. Crazy. There's a whole crazy book. Impossible. There's a whole book of them. There's a whole book, and you say, huh? Yeah. You know, it really makes you think that coincidences, as someone said, if, if coincidences are coincidences, how come they happen all the time, right? And, and, they, and they do happen. And they happen all the time. Happen, yeah. I've had stuff happen to me that would just knock your socks off, you know, just, you know, just coincidences. That's all. But, yeah, well, they do happen. Yeah, you, you parallel a lot of stuff, Mac. You parallel a lot of things with me. I just find it kind of odd. I find it like, man, like a brother with different mother or Don't something. Don't say. Some of find it strange. Who's your favorite rock band? Who's your favorite rock band up there? Rush? Right now, my favorite rock band? Oh, Pineapple Thief. Hey, one minute, have you checked them uh, out? Those prog rock mess of a band. Pineapple uh, Thief? Mm, Pineapple Thief. Yeah. What are they? What kind of... I'm listening to a little bit of that uh, Dope Lemon. Huh. You have all kinds of citrus in the in your favorite bands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Anyway. I like that stuff you sent me. I, I, I was trying to find that, but I like that dancing music you sent me. That was cool. Oh, there you you go, guys man. were playing some tunes at the end of the show back in the summer. Yes. And yeah, I sent you a video of me dancing to one of them. Yeah, yeah, very good. To, and I mean, honestly, that is awesome. Sky Club, Sky Club album to be That's, coming out that, soon. Yeah, <laughs> advertise it. It's good. Been coming out for five up, years. Anyway, well, listen, Uncle Thief is from the UK. Yeah, they were yeah, there. The project. Oh, okay. Uncle Lab, what would you say? Time to, uh, to bring the we're train. We're getting close. We got uh, another five minutes. Okay, that's, that's close you, enough. You know, if you want to switchy time. Time for the train wreck. Time for the train wreck. Okay. Pulling into the We're working on it. Uh, Kim, thanks a lot. Can you get Sarah in the uh, in the in the in the in the uh, image here in the frame? Yeah, take your things off. 
No, I mean, take your headphones off. Okay. This will be fun. Okay. We'll play some Canadian music right here. Yeah. Like I thought you'd just jump on and say uh, Neil Young. From a hockey game. Oh, uh, Neil guess Young. Who? Yeah, guess so. Right. Rush. Johnny Mitchell. Rush. Johnny Mitchell. Yeah, okay. That's about it as far as Canadian. Who, who did the Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh, oh, uh, he just died. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good uh, storyteller and also a good musician. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and, um, hmm, that's it. Gino Vanelli. Boy, a lot of rock stars and celebrities like that. Yeah, here we go. Have croaked this year. Oh, yeah, they're old people. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Turn on your microphone. Turn Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, how are you guys? It's where great you, to be back. <laughs> where have you been all night? We've been uh, putting up with Kim. We'd rather put up with you. <laughs> no, I was downstairs hiding. Hiding, I didn't really? really want to interrupt. From, oh, listen, next time, please, interrupt. <laughs> it would only be positive. I, just, I wish I had something of value to add. Well, I, I've had very few interesting experiences. Um, I have a new job, and it's really consumed most of my life here. But uh, yeah. I'm always on the lookout for you know interesting things that I'd like to share with you and 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 our listeners. Well, you, well, you just still be on the lookout, you know. You married Kim. Yeah. What's, what's the job? Is it fun? Oh, um, yeah. Actually, I'm working for a company that provides instrumentation. Um, which is a completely new field for me. I know nothing about it. Um, so they provide um, instrumentation for research and industry, sensors and data loggers and acquisition systems, software, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm working um, with the sales department, um, mm -hmm. processing sales and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, cool. So yeah. um, have you ever had any, like you said, you haven't really lived that kind of life, but have you ever had any real coincidence some? Thing that just kind of blew your mind, coincidence-wise? You know, I actually experience uh, small coincidences just about every day. Um, they mm. mostly take the form of, like, if the radio or the TV is on, I'll be... Um, oh, sorry, Kim's motioning here to me. But I, I'll, I'll hear the word, and it'll yes. say, they'll, uh, the person on the radio or the television will say it at exactly the same time. Um, I've been meaning to write them all down. I, I think... I don't know if Kim or somebody told me that somebody had once written all the words down and it kind of made a message or something. Yeah, that was me. That was me. That I was you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. And I've been meaning to do the same thing, but every time it happens, I never have a pencil or paper nearby. You know, so I have it them. Uh, my mind. I have them scattered in uh, on index cards, and and basically what happens is I'll listen to music while I'm writing or something like that, or I'll have the TV on, and I'll be writing the word as I'm hearing the word. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Once, so I put them all together, just you know, not randomly, but I put them together chronologically. And one of the messages mm -hmm. was, um, um, "Don't forget to take water to your brothers." Right. How about that? Yeah. Don't forget to take water to your brothers. I mean, what? It, it, I, just, I just labeled them, uh, you know, words from beyond or something. Wow. What could that possibly yeah. mean? You know, a lot so of it random is random, disjointed words of the course of the day or or some time period. Yep. Yep. You wrote them down when. It, when it happened between your brain and on TV or radio or something, right? And then you put yeah. it together like a like, right. like a ransom like, note, like drink your Ovaltine. But I went to um, <laughs> do I, your taxes. Wow. I, I sent some of them. Like that, something concrete. <laughs> I sent some of them to Agent X. This is when he worked for the agency that worked for the agency, and I said, "Can you exactly. give this to 
uh, not a linguist, what would you call it? Like someone who's an expert at cracking codes and stuff, you know? Oh, cryptographer? Yeah, like that. Could they, could they see yeah. a patent in this? Is there? A, you know, there's a lot of other ones that didn't make as much sense, okay? Believe me, a lot of it was gibberish. But there were times where the words would come together and, and actually, you know, um, you know, kind of mean something. But the guy said, uh, just glancing at it, he didn't think it was something that, uh, you know, that was a patent or anything. But it was kind of cool to uh, put them all. I got a bunch now. I got to put them all together too. But it's important to date them, date them and yeah. where you learn them, you know. I heard it on the radio, but I was writing the word, you know, and something like that. So, so you could be but, at different places. Like you heard it on the radio at, at home, and then you hopped in the car and it was heading to the coma, and you heard some. Yeah, but it has to be other. instantaneous. It has to be instantaneous. You know. Yeah. You have to hear right. it at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So, yeah. Uh, so Sarah, tell us what it's like living with Kim because he's such an interesting guy. Yeah, he's um, he's always on YouTube um, looking at new things um, uh -oh. and verifying things, not just taking it in. He's always trying to say, well, you know, let's see if somebody else has seen this and looking for patterns among other people's observations mm -hmm. as like a meta observer. Yes. And he's come up with, you know, some very interesting ideas. You know, it's it's kind of inspiring. Mm. Um, yeah. And some of the things, you know, I'm, I'm always a skeptic, but that's good. You know, it, well, yeah, you mean, what do they say? You know, keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. There you go. Right? Wow, I never heard the second part of that. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that. I'm not taking credit for Probably it. Probably from but. Kim. Hey, well, listen, thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. We're going to give you a round of applause because oh, thank you. that's what we do with Sarah, attractive women. Oh, thank you. I actually, it's really cold here now, and I had a toucan, so it's it's fairly flat right now. But It looks it looks really cool. It looks very cool. Thank you. It's a... Very it's modern. a new style or something. It's a, very with it. It's a style that, that's coming back. It's called Tukehead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Thank you. Yes. Right. I, I like the short hair. It's a lot easier yeah. to manage than long hair. Mm -hmm. so. exactly. I know yeah. the feeling. Yes. So I suppose you should turn it back over to Kim. So For we sure. can say goodnight yeah, to him. I sign off. But Thank anyway, you, Sarah. It's great seeing everybody. And um, I'm going to make a more concerted effort to do what you're doing. And uh, maybe I'll have something interesting the next time I really? uh, come on the show. Does that mean yeah. drink and smoke a lot well, of pot? You're just interesting no. by yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks a lot. I'm going to turn it back All right. over to Kim. Nice to see you. Okay. everybody again. Okay. Nice to see you too. And uh, love the glasses, by the way. Yeah, she's got, she's got a look that uh, reminds me of something I, I saw her in Cosmopolitan or something. Here comes the lucky guy, Anderson Cooper himself. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be interested in her as it turns out. Look, nothing wrong with it. Kim, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, okay? Oh, honored, elated. Okay. It's totally cool, you guys. Great to see you guys again. Good to see you. And have a safe ha – oh, no, our Halloween's already happened. Halloween's already happened. We're on the Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody's eating their candy and didn't get it stolen. Mm -hmm. No, that no. Sad story, Larry. There. I was like, wow, that happened yeah. to me too, though. That's kind of why I don't like Halloween either. Yeah, I, Robbed. I have a feeling that's why Raven is the way she is, because only Larry got his candy stolen at eight years old. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Kim. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Club. Kim. Thanks for joining us once again. Oh, oh really, thank you for having me. It's really appreciate. Good night. Okay, Switch. Thank you, Switch. Thanks. My pleasure. Exits of the day. hash. All right, hang on, hang on, Kim. I want, want, oh, uh, thank you, Al. Should uh, we start the engines? Uh, to, we're about ready. Okay, here we go. I think we're going to park lunch tonight. Park sure. Lunch? Oh, okay. PL. Off the turns All right. Um, thank you, everyone, and thank you, one one for joining us, as always. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Lightning, isn't it? And um, do you hear it? Oh, I should say Homestar Troops. Homestar Troops is a, an organization that raises money for uh, wounded veterans in uh, post-9-11 combat action. That's the Afghan war and also the Iraq war. These are people who came home. 
uh, probably missing a limb. And what Homeshot Troops does is that they build houses that are adapted to their needs, meaning very few stairs, very wide doorways, low kind of space, things like that, make things a little bit easier on them. And then when they finish building the house, uh, they rip up the mortgage, they give them the keys, it's their house forever, and they can go back out and rejoin society without that um, you know, thing hanging over your head uh, called the mortgage payment. 90 cents of your uh, charity dollar goes to our troops. So please Google them. Homes for our troops, see what they're about. And I think that's it. Switch, you want to uh, plug your book there, brother? Uh, Mothman, uh, High Strangeness. Uh, Mark Randall is the graphic artist. It covers the year of the Garuda, the year of Mothman, 66 to 67. And Mark and I wrote the different segments that go with uh, with the various images, which include things like Mothman, the collapse of the Silver Bridge, John Keel, the Men in Black. It, it, it covers everything. Yeah, really good combination. I've wow. seen it. Congrats. I have a copy. Um, com- good combination of text and images. Really kind of works together well and tells you the story in just a very atmospheric way. Uh, yeah, you so- can get it at Amazon. Amazon, right, as, a, as always. So, um, well, thanks very much, uh, everyone joining us. And I guess this is Mac uh, to say until you hear from us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. And now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. With a world I try so hard to leave behind To rid myself of all but love to give and die Turn away and not become Another nail to pierce the skin The one who loves me more deeply than the oceans More abundant than the tears Of a world embracing every heartache Can I be the one to sacrifice Or grip the spear and watch the
said and done, I stand alone Amongst remains of a life I should not own Takes all I am just to believe In the mercy that covers me Did you really have to die for me? All I am for all you are What I need and what I believe Our world's apart My world apart. I am on my knees. Take my world apart. Broken on my knees. Take my world apart. I am on my knees. Take my In the black is black On the road to nowhere There's no turning back Love reached out and touched me Stopped me in my tracks Crossed my heart Cause it's true I'm nothing without you Crossed my heart Cause it's true sky and the castles crumble and the angels cry cross my heart cause it's true I'm nothing without you cross my heart cause it's true Cross my heart, cause it's true 
homestand Where the air makes you choke And people don't know you And trust is a joke I don't even have pictures Just memories to hold Grow sweeter each season As I slowly grow old